Welcome to Strong Meat for Strong Believers. I'm Pastor Doug Johnson. I want to invite you to join me as we look at the issues facing us today and what God's Word says about them. Hebrews 5, 13 and 14 says, Milk is for babies, but strong meat is for grown-ups who can discern the difference between good and evil. At the end of the broadcast, I'll tell you how you can get a copy of this message for yourself. And now, grab your Bible and get ready for another helping of Strong Meat for Strong Believers. Deuteronomy 32, beginning with verse 9. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land and in the waste howling wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. As an eagle stirs up her nest, flutters over her young, spreads abroad her wings and takes them and bears them on her wings, so the Lord alone did lead him. And there was no strange God with him. Now what we're reading here, we didn't read the entire chapter. If you read the entire chapter 32, you'll notice this is really not a chapter, it's a song. God actually gave Moses a song before they went into the promised land to teach the Israelites so when they went in the promised land and were tempted to turn away from God, they would remember all the things he did for them by singing this song. So songs have a very important part to play, and that's one of the reasons why we start our services off with praise and worship, because those songs remind us of how great our God is, that we are here for you. It's not about us. It's about Him. We're here for Him. This well, We're here to hear from Him and allow Him to touch us. And songs also remind us to praise the Lord because so much time of our prayer time, if you're, if you're like me, a lot of times in our prayer time we spend more time focusing on our needs than actually taking time to praise God for what he's already done. And so songs play an important part. And so God taught Moses this song to teach the Israelites to, so they won't turn away from him. And in this song, in our text that we read, this little part of the, of the song, he compared God's care and protection over them to the way an eagle cares for her young. Now, that's interesting to me. Uh, you know, not only is the eagle the symbol of our great country as Americans, but it is mentioned 34 times in the Bible, often referring to its strength and its speed and its majesty. Ezekiel and Daniel and John saw creatures that resembled eagles in their visions of the end times. And uh, a few years ago, Bishop T.D. Jakes wrote a book called Soar. He goes into great detail about the eagle and their characteristics. Sister Phyllis Simmons did a Bible study a few months ago, fantastic study on the characteristics of an eagle and what that means for us. And I highly recommend those resources if you really, really want to go deeper to find out the characteristics of an eagle. But there are also promises of God, from God, to his people in his word that he will renew our strength like an eagle. And so the eagle plays a very important part in scriptures this morning. And so I wrestled with the title about this, and I've called it On Eagle's Wings. That's the title of this message. I figured it was either that or Extraordinary Faith. <laughs> who can tell me what this is? Kids, who, what is this? No, take, I'm, I'm far away, take a closer look. What is that? An egg, that's right, this is an egg, exactly right. And now this is, uh, this is not an eagle's egg because they are protected and I don't want to go to jail. 
<laughs> this is a chicken egg, okay? So for illustrative purposes, I'm using a chicken egg. But there must be a reason why God, when he gave this song to Moses to teach the Israelites about him, there must be a reason why God compared his care and love for his people to that of an eagle watching over her young. There's got to be a reason for that. And I believe if we take a closer look at this text, we can discover a lot about our relationship to God. Now, an eagle's egg is only a little over two inches around, which is about the size of this chicken's egg. So an eagle's egg is only about the same size of a chicken egg. It's a different color, different little shape. Like I said, this is not an eagle's egg I'm holding, but you can, and you can, so you can tell the difference when you see an eagle egg. It's definitely different in color and in shape, but it's only about the same size as a chicken's egg. And this is amazing because a full-grown eagle, when it's fully grown, one wing spans nine feet. That's a big bird. And it all starts from an egg about two inches long and two inches around. The Bible tells us in Zechariah 4.10, For who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice. Brothers and sisters, no one, no matter how small or how insignificant you may feel, I want to tell you this morning, God has big plans for your life. He has big plans for your future in store for you. And no matter how small you may feel today, God is not finished with you yet. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm just getting started. Hallelujah. And so inside the eagle's egg, there's a little eaglet. They're also called chicks, just like chickens. But I'm going to call it an eaglet for this illustration today to let you know that there is a difference between eagles and chickens. Can I have an amen? <laughs> uh, chickens taste good. I've never ate an eagle. Again, that's illegal, but, uh, but chickens taste good. But there is a difference in the way they look, the way they talk, the way they fly. Every, there is such a big difference but they both start out in an egg about the same size. In fact, as you do a little research on eagles, you'll find that four days before an eagle is born, the eaglet develops what they call an egg tooth. It uses its egg tooth to scratch around inside the egg of the inside the shell, and it'll go in a circular motion around that egg, trying to cut it, scratch its way out, and it will go around and around. This is called pipping. And it can take up to two days for that little baby eagle to just pip away and scratch away. You know, that's a lot of work for a baby eagle. He's in there just kind of spinning around, you know, just, just scratching all, all the way around. And he's trying to make his way out. You know, until what's inside of you gets stronger than what's on the outside of you, you won't have a breakthrough. Some of you may feel this morning that you are trapped inside of an egg, that all you're doing is just spinning around in circles, that all you're doing is just spinning your wheels, not making any ground. And, and you may feel just like that eagle in that shell. But my friend, when something on the inside of you gets stronger and harder than what is holding you back, you will get a breakthrough. And I want to remind you this morning of 1 John 4, 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is 
in you than he that is in the world. Some of you have been scratching and calling. You've been praying and fasting for a breakthrough. Don't you quit. God has heard your prayers and the answer is on the way. You haven't broken through yet, but I see you're making a crack in it. Keep going. Don't you quit. Praise God and keep on pipping. Keep praise God and keep on scratching because you are making a difference. You know, that eagle is stuck in that little egg and he's in there just kind of scratching away. He's, he's using that egg tooth the best he can. He's scratching away. You know what? God even helps the eaglet inside the egg because he'll take that egg tooth and he will break through the membrane in that egg with his egg tooth And inside that egg, God has put a pocket of air inside the egg. And the eaglet takes its first breath of air while it's still in the egg. What a mighty God we serve. I want to tell you this morning, if you feel stuck, if you feel like you're going in circles, if you feel like you're spinning your wheels and going nowhere, God knows where you're at. He knows how you're feeling, and he can make a way. He can give you a second wind. He can give you a pocket of air. He can give you a breath of fresh air that will strengthen you. Who am I preaching to today? Because, my friend, God knows how to get through to you. In fact, when you look at an egg, it looks like there is no way something can breathe inside that. But I want to tell you something about the way that God created eggshells. Eggshells are actually porous. And air can actually filter through the porous eggshell. If you don't believe me, go home today, take an egg, drop it in some water, and watch what you see. You'll find little air bubbles come up. You know why? Because the eggshell is porous. It does allow air to filter through. And that's the way God designed it. And I'm telling you right now, the reason you're still alive today is not because the devil can't take you out or he failed in doing it. It's because God has willed you to still be alive. He's still giving you breath in your body. He's still giving you heart, your heartbeat. He's still giving your lungs. It's your breath in my lungs so I give it back to you in praise Jesus he's still making you making you alive and so the eaglet is growing and it's developing but it's stuck inside the shell it can't move it can't spread its wings yet it's confined and I want to tell you something there may be times when what God gives you as a protection for a short time can become a problem for you later on The shell that is meant to protect the eaglet inside later on becomes a problem that has to be broken out of. Are you hearing me this morning? And so what you've been depending on for so long, if you're not careful, you can get stuck thinking that, well, God has always provided for me that way, and that's the only way he can. No, God is a creative God. And he wants you to grow and become stronger to where you can actually break free from what has been holding you bound so you can spread your wings out and become the eagle that he has called you to be. You know, when I read the Old Testament, I see how that God sent Jacob and his family to Egypt under Joseph's rulership to spare them from a famine. That was a good thing. 
But years later, their family became slaves in that same land, and they had to be delivered by God. You see, there are times when what God allows to happen as a blessing later on, you have to break free from that so you can go on to something greater. Because when you start growing spiritually, there will be times when you feel uncomfortable. There'll be times when you feel like you're out of place. But can I tell you something? You're not strange. It's not because you are out of character. It's because God is getting ready to take you to another level. He's getting ready to take you and make you stronger than you've ever been before. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but this message God gave me for somebody today. Now the whole time the eaglet is inside the egg, the mother eagle continues to sit on the nest not knowing if what she's doing is working she just trusts the process because the mother eagle cannot see what's going on to her baby inside the egg she cannot all she does is she does the best she can and so she sits and she trusts the process the bible tells us in galatians 6 9 let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we will reap if we faint not. Brothers and sisters, some of you have been praying a long time. You don't know if it's helping anything. You can't see anything different. You can't tell if anything is alive in that egg or not, but you just keep praying. Don't you quit, because if you give up, you'll miss your miracle. Sometimes you just have to sit on something and trust the process. And listen, don't go after something if you're not willing to sit on it. Don't go to college if you're not willing to study hard. Don't get married if you're not willing to stay committed. Don't start a business if you're not willing to work day and night, night and day, and get very little sleep to make it make sure it gets off the ground. Because greatness don't happen overnight. It has to be hatched and then developed and grow into maturity. And you and I as Christians, God wants you to grow and become spiritually strong. But before that can happen, you've got to break out of the egg. You can't stay a baby your whole life. So the mother just keeps sitting and wondering. And the whole time, the eaglet is inside the egg, scratching its way out. The mother eagle can do nothing to help the eaglet. Oh, yeah, she's more stronger, and one little peck of her beak could, could shatter that egg into a million pieces. But what if her beak went through the eggshell and pierces her, her child? She will kill her baby. So the mother can't do anything to help the baby eagle. The eaglet has to break out itself. And brothers and sisters, the same is true for you and I spiritually. I want to speak to preachers and mentors right now, those here in the building and those listening on the internet, and listen to this CD. Listen to me. Pastors and mentors, you are not to live with the guilt of the way the people you're mentoring are acting. It is not your job to live the life for them. And those of you who are under pastors and preachers and teachers and mentors, listen, a pastor and mentor's job is not to live the life for you. Our job is to not to make the decisions for you. We are to show you what the Word of God says about what you should do, but the decision is up to you whether to use it or lose it. The mother cannot help the baby. The baby has to break out of the shell if it wants to get out. My friend, it takes 35 days for an eagle's egg to incubate and hatch. If it does not hatch in 35 days, 
the mother eagle will start spending less and less time sitting on the egg because the mother knows something's wrong. And then eventually, the mother will abandon it because the eagle knows it's unhealthy to stay in the egg. Brothers and sisters, it is unhealthy for Christians to stay baby Christians. Just keep sucking on the bottle, the milk of the word. God wants you to grow and be strong and take the sincere milk of the word and the strong meat because your conscience has been, you have been grown now to the place where you can discern between good and evil and right and wrong. So many people talk about what they're going to do someday, but they don't have a timeline in place to accomplish it. You see, that's the danger of ambiguity, not being specific when you set a goal. It'd be like a business saying, we need to have better customer service. Well, what does that mean? Because everybody in the, in the room has a different idea what better customer service is. How do you know when you get there? You've got to be more specific. I, well, I want to be a better person. Okay, what does that mean? And how will you know when you arrive? What does that be specific when you set your goals? Because just like there's a timeline for the egg to hatch, and if it doesn't hatch at that timeline, something is wrong. You've got to put a timeline on what you want to do in your life. If you want to make a better, be a better person, if you want to be a better financial manager, set some goals and put a timeline on it. Do we have any football fans in the house today? All right. You know, a football game would become boring if it wasn't for the clock. Come on now. And all the ladies in the house said, well, it's boring now, Pastor Doug. It's okay. It, it will come to an end. There's a timeline. And I know the last two minutes of the game can last ten minutes. I know that. But it's the most important part. The clock is still ticking. The, there is a purpose for the timeline. Listen to me. Don't be afraid of change because nothing in life stays the same. You yourself are not the same way you were seven years ago. Look at your photos. Nothing stays the same. And what you're breaking into is not going to look like what you're breaking out of. The nest looks totally different than what the egg looks like from the inside. And when you break out, you can't use the same mindset you had when you were in the egg. You can't use the same rules in the nest that you had in the egg because God is taking you deeper. And so set a timeline on it. Say, God, help me to set right goals for my life and put a timeline on it, and God will help you achieve those goals. And if it doesn't work out in that time frame, it may, it may not be God's will for you. You need to pray and seek the Lord. You see, God wants to transition us out of our comfort zone. The place in life you're at now is not where you're going to stay. It's just a transition because everything in life changes. The place you're in now is not where you're going to stay the rest of your life. Be willing to say goodbye to the eggshell. Be willing to say goodbye to your old way of thinking or else you'll get stuck and you'll die in the eggshell. God does not want anybody to die uh, 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 immature. He doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to grow. Listen, there's not enough air inside the egg to sustain you very long. You have to grow up. You have to break out in order to live, in order to breathe, in order to meet your full potential. You've got to be willing to go deeper in the, in the Lord. If you want to soar like an eagle, you've got to be willing to leave some things behind too. You know, when you're packing to go on a trip, 
whether it's a vacation or a business trip or whatever it is, when you're packing for a trip, you look ahead to the destination, don't you? You check and see where you're going to be staying, and you look and see what's been, what you're going to be doing, and so you pack accordingly. You don't pack everything in the kitchen sink if you're just going to stay overnight. Now, some of you do. You carry five bags, and you're going to stay overnight. Listen, you need to trim some things down. You need to pack light, especially if you're going to soar, because you've got to break the law of gravity. And whatever you, whatever you try to take with you is going to hold you back. When you're packing for a trip, you've got to, you've got to plan accordingly for where you're going. You see, mo- the problem for most people, it is not the goal that's the problem. The problem for a lot of people is what they're willing to leave behind to get that goal. Many people are not willing to give up anything or much to reach the goal. But I want to tell you something. You can't take everybody with you. You can't take everything with you. If you're going to soar, this is between you and Jesus. You can't take everybody with you. Yes, you're supposed to lead your family. You're supposed to teach your children. But you can't take them with you. You can soar and show them how to do it. But soaring, I've never seen an eagle carry another eagle on its back trying to fly. It doesn't work. You are an eagle. You soar first, and you show them how it's done. And then you teach your little ones how to soar as well. Because you have to pack light to break the law of gravity and soar above your problems and soar above the clouds. Because you cannot soar until you clear your head of everything that weighs you down. Some of you carry mental baggage and emotional baggage so much and it keeps you grounded on this earth. Listen, you can't be depressed and creative at the same time. It won't work. You can't be down in the dumps all the time and think that God's going to give you an innovative idea. You've got to release those things. Give those, take those thoughts captive. Give them to Jesus and say, Lord, clear my mind of everything because I want to soar and meet you in the air, Lord. That's what I want. I don't want to stay on the ground any longer. You know, Orville and Wilbur Wright, the Wright brothers, built the first airplane in Dayton, Ohio. And they built it in a bicycle shop. Think of that. They didn't have all the money. They didn't have airplane parts. They didn't know what a plane even looked like. But they didn't let that stop them. I want to tell you something. You cannot look at what you don't have and focus on what you don't have and think you're going to accomplish anything for God. If you keep looking at what you don't have and listen to what people telling you that you can't do it, you will never accomplish anything. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but somebody needs this word this morning. They built it in Dayton, Ohio. That's why the license plate of Ohio says the birthplace of flight. But if you look at the license plate of North Carolina, it says first in flight. You know why? Because the Wright brothers had enough ingenuity to know we can't fly this thing in Dayton, Ohio. We got to go somewhere where the wind is right. So they went down to Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, because they realized if we crash, the landing on the sand is a whole lot easier than landing on concrete in Dayton, Ohio. And secondly, the wind is better in 
Kitty Hawk than it is in Dayton. My friend, if you want to do anything for God, if you want to soar, you've got to have wind behind you. We need the wind of the Holy Ghost to blow a fresh anointing on us so we can soar. I wish I had a witness in here today. May I remind you of Zechariah 4, 6. God said, it is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. If you're going to accomplish anything in life, you're going to need the Holy Ghost of God. Hallelujah. So ask yourself, what is it that I want to accomplish in life? Some of you listening to me today, you might be in your 80s and 90s and think, you know, my life is over. No, you're still here. You're still breathing. That tells me God is not finished with you yet. You may have retired from the earthly job that you're in, but God still has a purpose and a plan for your life. Some of you listening to me today, you may be uh, six and seven years old, maybe younger. You might think, well, listen, I, I don't have time to think about that. I'm, I'm just enjoying having fun, and that's okay. We want you to have fun. But I want you to also know this. God has a plan for your life. He has a purpose for your life. You can shine his light even in school wherever you go. But ask yourself, what do I want to accomplish in life? You know, Colonel Sanders was past retirement age when he launched Kentucky Fried Chicken. KFC for all you young people. That's what it's called now, KFC. But it stands for Kentucky Fried Chicken. And when he, when he launched his business, he did it in a timely way. Again, timing is everything. When he launched Kentucky Fried Chicken, he did it when women had just started joining the workforce and families were used to home-cooked meals. You see, his business solved a problem for a lot of families. And on top of that, the chicken tastes good. That never hurts. But he launched it at just the right time. If Colonel Sanders tried to open his business today, he'd go bankrupt. You know why? Because people today are counting carbs. They're counting calories. They're on the keto diet. They're on the paleo diet, all this other stuff. People are more health conscious now. Women have been in the workforce for many years now. Things have changed now, you see? But timing is everything. And I'll say this. People who go into business to simply make money usually go broke 80% of the time. But those who go into business to solve a problem for their customers are the ones who meet success. Don't do something just because you want more money. Say, God, what can I do? How can you use me to bless the people around me? God, what can I do in this economy when people are financially stressed? What can I do? Give me the, the idea, because do you realize that one idea from God can turn your whole life around? One idea from God can change the whole trajectory for you and your, your, your lineage. And so with that line of thought, if your church or your business solves a problem or meets a need, you don't have to spend a lot of money on advertising, convincing people to come because word of mouth is the best advertising there is. And if you're meeting needs, if you're solving problems, people will find you wherever you are. You see, God's timetable is winding down. God has a timetable. He has a timeline. Just watch Israel. That's the clock. Everything that's happening in the Middle East, my friends, it's all lining up the way God said it would in his word. Jesus is coming again. I want to ask you this morning, are you ready to meet him? Are you ready to meet Jesus? Because he could come back today. 
Listen to me. Put God first in every area of your life. Ask him to help you set goals and to use your time wisely. Don't run ahead of God and try to do it on your own. And don't lag behind him. Walk right beside him. He's the good shepherd. Let him lead the sheep. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 30 through 31, Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. My friends, the strength of man will come to an end. But when God strengthens you, he can give you strength that surpasses all earthly bounds. Something else about the eagles. The eagle's mating ritual begins in the air, high above the trees. Two eagles will fly together and they will lock talons together and they will dive toward the ground at breakneck speed. And just before hitting the ground, they will pull up and soar up into the air together. That's the beginning of their mating ritual. No other bird does that like the eagles. Single people, listen to me. If you're an eagle, you can't mate with every jive turkey that comes along. (laughs) Eagles mate with eagles. And eagles mate for life. I wish I had an amen. One of the problems in our society is the breakdown of the family. God sent me to tell you this morning, he's watching over you like a mother eagle because you are his eagles and he wants you to break out and reach your full maturity and he wants you to develop and make sure he will send you the right mate. Some of you listen to me today are trying to soar with a chicken and they're weighing you down. It ain't going to work. The Bible calls it being unequally yoked together. You need to find your single people. Listen to me. Now, if you're married, don't you divorce them because of what I just said. God can can do anything. He can make a chicken an eagle. He can if you're married. But if you're single and dating that person thinking you can change that turkey into an eagle, you ain't going to do it because your name ain't Jesus. (laughs) I love y'all. I'm just trying to be a blessing. (laughs) I'm finishing up. Listen, you got to put forth an effort yourself if you want to see change. I mean lasting change. If you don't put anything into your dream, you're not going to get anything out of it. And you can't expect anybody to invest in something that you're not going to invest in yourself. My friend, the reason I spend my life telling people about Jesus is because I know Jesus. I have given him my life. I have invested myself in him, and he has invested himself in me. And every child of God here knows what I'm talking about. When you, the more investment you give, the more he gives on abundantly above that. You see, God didn't sit up in heaven and say, Boy, I wish somebody would save the human race. They're really in trouble. God invested himself, he came down from heaven and came to this earth. And he walked among us and became a human just like us. And he was tempted at all points such as we are, yet he did not sin. Which means it is possible not to give in a temptation when he's within you because he overcame the world. And if he's in you, you also can overcome the world. Yes, you can. My friends, you are worth his investment. 
He invested himself. He gave his life on the cross of Calvary. He died in your place so that you could have life, not only everlasting in heaven, but you could have an abundant life right here on earth. You are worth his investment, and that's the reason the cancer hasn't killed you. That's the reason the accident didn't take you out. That's the reason you're still here. He wants you to soar. I wish I had an amen today. God wants you to soar on wings like eagles. Now remember how this sermon started? It started with the song from Moses. And I want to tell you something. It's going to end with a song. Not just the sermon ending, but in the real end. When we're all in heaven, the saints are going to sing a song. Let me show you what song it is. Revelation 15, 3. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. My friends, when we get to heaven, we're still going to be singing about how the eagle watched over us, how he protected us, how without his strength we couldn't have broke free, we could not have soared. It was he that renewed our strength when we were weary. It was he that helped us run and not be weary and walk and not faint. We're going to sing that song again. My friends, God wants you to soar today. This has been Strong Meat for Strong Believers. If this broadcast was a blessing to you, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at revivalfire29 at yahoo.com or call me at 964-5333 and visit Raven Assembly of God's website at ravenag.org and find out more information about our church. This is Pastor Doug Johnson reminding you to keep your head up. God is on your side. And join me next time for more Strong Meat for Strong Believers.